Thank you. Man, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see everybody. You know, every week I say I'm excited about the message, because I am. But I tell you, you know, this, this week, uh, you know, uh, Miss Lisa came in last week. Did y'all enjoy that? That was a good time. She did an awesome job. Great, uh, great sister in the Lord sharing her heart. And it was really amazing to me how we had not talked about what she was going to preach or what I was going to uh, speak on and how this is just going to build momentum on what God has already been showing us last week. And God's a God of order, you know, isn't it amazing? So I'm going to tell you what, if I talk fast today, listen fast, because I'm excited, man. I'm just saying, breathe, breathe, you know what I mean? Uh, it's so awesome to have the privilege um, to come and speak God's word, but it's ultimately the power of God and the open hearts to receive it in the spirit of the Lord that's going to make the difference. So, you know, we are just a vessel for his glory and praise. So today, I'm going to kick it off with this. Today, the unrepeatable gift, that's your life today. You're never going to see this day again as long as you live. So what are you going to do with that today to impact other people's life for Christ? Amen. So that's the whole theme, what's going on. I wrote a few notes down. I said, man, the Lord was just pouring this out, so I'm going to go right through it. Each day is truly a gift to God. Every morning we open our eyes, and every sunrise we see is a great reminder of this verse right here. Psalm 118.24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How about y'all say that with me? Can you read that with me? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's just something about that. Wouldn't it be amazing, you know, if we just viewed our day as an opportunity and an adventure for multiple opportunities for God's hand to be seen and us to experience his presence each day? You know, a lot of times when folks are coming in, I, I say, how you doing? And see what's going on. And what I'm hoping to do when I get to talk to folks, and I'm going to just ask you straight up, what are you bringing to the table? Okay? And what I mean by that, have you, did you pray for your pastor on the way in? That'd be good. We'll take that. Did you pray for your church family on the way in? Think about that. Things that we can do to set this thing in motion for God to just show up and bless us and bless us, right? But not only that, to teach us, to teach us, right? And so what I will hope today is that when we go through the word of God, that we just illuminate, the Holy Spirit illuminates the truth of his word. And we're going to cut through this thing, but I'm going to tell you there is a lot of meat on these bones today, all right? So what I want us to do is understand that each day is a blessing. And we say that like, oh yeah, I know. But think about that. As a pastor in going places, and, and sometimes it's, it's not always a picnic when you go and you visit people in hospitals and things. And let me tell you, the reality of this is a day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. It's very real and rel revel relative, relevant. That's the word I want to say. To them. It's on the forefront. But see, a lot of times we just make big plans next year, this year. And I'm not a, there's not a problem about making that. I think the Lord wants us to prepare. Preparation is a key. But ultimately, sometimes we get so wrapped around the wheel on tomorrow, we kind of lose focus on today. So I want to bring us back to today, making a difference today. You know, instead of walking in fear of the unknown, I put it this way. Let's embrace the potential of greatness that the Lord has for his children. See, if you're a child of God, God's got potential in you. Do you know you got potential? Come on, somebody can say amen there. I'm going to tell you, I'm up here looking back. You got potential, right? You got great potential. And so as we do this, we need to remember each day that it is the unrepeatable gift. Now, this is going to sound a little flaky. I was preaching it to the couch last night, but I'm going to bring it back on in. You know, we want to honor God, know God's promises, and reflect Christ to others. No problem with that. But you know what? I want to live today like it's my last day. And you go, What? No, I'm th thinking about that. If I was going to live today, if I knew today was my last day, man, how would I preach that sermon? 
I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow, but I know where I'm going because of what Jesus did and me calling on that name. You see what I'm getting at there? So, you know, if I, I want to preach this sermon like it's my last one. I hope there's many more because I love this, you know. And I, I, I want to just keep going and going and going until the Lord calls us home. But, you know, if I take that mindset, then, man, you know, I don't want them to get out of here without knowing your love. I don't want them to get out of here without knowing you, your promises. I don't want them to get out of here without knowing about the greatest gift there ever was given. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's where we're coming from today. I want us to do this. We should be living with a purpose and expectation. Right? Because your life is filled with potential. Did you come in today looking at this thing with a purpose and expectation? Not so much what you can get. And I know I want you to get the word of God. But when you get it, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to share it with somebody? So today is that unrepeatable gift, repeatable gift. And we're going to jump on in on this right now. So if you got your handouts, that was just a little appetizer. We're moving right on in, okay? Amen. I got to keep throwing my bar here, man. <laughs> potential. What do you mean by potential, buddy? Capable of being or becoming. When I looked that up, you know, a little lace up on me and I'm writing it down. And then I come back and I just pull out the dictionary and stuff and I just start laughing. People probably think if they were up in my, my, my little prayer tower, they'd say, man, is he, is he all right? I just go, man, look at that. Capable of being and becoming. See, you got potential in you when you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His spirit is in you. There's potential. So you can have that energy. You can have that, that, that know-how and all that stuff. But if you don't step out in it, it doesn't do you much good. But God has sealed you with his spirit, right? I love this. Let's keep it rolling. Take a look at this. God has equipped you with the capability of being who he said you are and becoming what he called you to be. Oh, man, I tell you, I was writing this down. I was just getting more motivated, more motivated. And the next one, man, I really loved it, too. But I don't want to do it too fast. The Holy Spirit equips us with all power we need to be victorious. Now, you know I like to nail this in with some of God's word, right? We take an overview, and then we tack it in our hearts with the word of God, with the verses of God. Let's take a look at Acts 1.8. If you guys want to look at that, and we'll reference that, okay? He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. You know what? You could just take that as Pocosin, Phoebus, Buckro, and the ends of the earth. Because that's your Jerusalem here. That's where we're at. Okay? So understand, we can take it off Cedar Road. We can take it back to Newport News. But whatever you do, share it with somebody, all right? I love that. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. By the time I got to this and the Lord gave this to me, I shared this. I said, man, i got to call Grandmama. That's my prayer partner. She said, that's good, honey. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> See, sometimes people just go, just fan the flames a little bit. You just need a little encouragement. I appreciate that so much about my mother-in-law. It says, each... Each faith-filled day has the catalyst for the miraculous. Man, when I wrote that, I said, man, each day that I get up, God has the catalyst, the ingredients in me, in this place, to be activated by my faith. Notice it says, faith-filled day is what the Lord gave me. You can have a day and not have much faith in it, and it'll pass you by. But if you activate the faith of God's word and God's promises and speak that into existence from his word, Holy Spirit joins up with that. And that is the catalyst for the miraculous. Do you believe God's still in the miracle business? Amen. Amen. I thought it would be loud. I was waiting for my hair to blow back. Amen. You know? Y'all believe in the miraculous? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know what? And I, I believe we're going to see even more than that. But you know what? When we see somebody pass from, from death to life calling on the name of the Lord, isn't that miraculous? Isn't that amazing when, when you know, ah, the rent's due 
and God supplies the needs. Isn't it amazing when, you know, you, you, you just think about, man, how am I going to make it through here? And God whispers into your spirit, you can do all things through Christ. See, that's powerful stuff. That's powerful, powerful, powerful. Let's take a look at this. Faith in Christ that is activated takes potential into the realm of opportunity. Just like we were talking about, you can have that potential. You can build a race car engine and say, man, that thing is ready. But if you never move it out on the racetrack, if you ever get in the lane, you never know what it'll do. God's put his spirit in you. See, God's word conforms us to the image of Christ through the process of sanctification. Sanctification means to set apart. God has set you apart for a time such as this. And I start breaking that down. Made holy, purified, free from sin to make productive. See, God's all about making you productive, okay? Man, we need to be a blessing in this world, people. We need to be a blessing. God brings that on with us, through us, each and every day. Keep your notes going. Keep your notes going. Our faith gives us access to all resources in heaven. You're not going to come up short partnering with Jesus. Amen? That's why at, at, at the end, we always say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed back into God's ministry. Think about it. You're not going to come up short partnering with God. And we'll talk more about that as things go on. But I want you to know that that is an opportunity. That is a responsibility. And that is an act of worship. And we'll, we'll, we'll get our arms around that. But I want to pass that on a little bit. Now take a look at that. Is that for us? Dave, tell him, come on. We got room. <laughs> is, is it for me? Oh, man, don't worry about that, brother. I'm glad. And you know, you know what you need to do when you... I'm in church. Where are you? Because <laughs> I know you're not calling from your church unless it starts at 11. You know? Man, bring it on. That's good stuff, isn't it? Let's take a look at this. I want to repeat this again so we really get a hold of this in our hearts. Our faith gives us access to all the resources in heaven. See, we're, we're an heir to the throne. We're sealed with the Spirit of God. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. Not that it's up, but it's a gift of God. I know there's no way in the world I can sit here and preach like this. I got to keep moving. And, I, and I'm sorry, but everybody's going. I try to stay in one spot, you know. That's okay. Man, I get excited, man. This is good stuff. Take a look at this. Look at this. We are not lacking. The problem is that we are not looking. Now, I know Chuck got an amen there. Amen. There you go. See, we're not lacking. The problem is we're not looking so many times. What are we not looking? We're not looking at the role model of Jesus Christ. We're not looking at his promises. We're not looking at the opportunities that he sets before us. But today that can all change. Listen to what I say. We can live from the promise. We can speak out the promise. And we can be equipped with the promises of God and lay hold to the opportunities that he has given us each day. Amen. Amen. So if there's nothing you don't take away off that right there, I want you to know that you have potential. God is backing you with all the resources in heaven. And he's put his Holy Spirit in you when you call on the name of Jesus. Woo, how y'all so quiet after that? Man, I can't be quiet after that. Again, let's take this one more time. Faith in Christ that is activated takes potential into the realm of opportunity. See, we want to see that thing birthed in a place, man. Whatever that is, that promise of God that he has in you over your life. Woo, we want to see, we want to come alongside and nurture that so God can do his best work through you. Because he says you're amazing. He put potential in you. Amen? Here we go. So we got opportunities. It's knocking. Let's do it. See what's going on. What do you mean by opportunity? A situation or condition favorable to attain a goal. 
How many of us got goals? Both of us? That's good. That's good. No, I'm teasing. Everybody want to take glory going, what are you talking about? You know? See, if y'all missing it, you'd be here. You'd have more fun. That was for all the webcasters. Oh, man. But you know, I want us to know this, that God has placed us in a great position to succeed. Man, you think about that. You're in God's family. He's your father if you've called on the name of the Lord. That's your dad. Man, it's, it's amazing. But you know what? If we don't set goals, how do we know when we achieve them? I read this a long time ago, and even the world's got a hold of some of this. They said, you know, a person that writes down their goals and keeps it before them, the percentage of them achieving that goal is like, like 50 to 80% more than somebody that doesn't. You know what? The Bible talks about says where, the, where there's no vision, the people perish, right? That's why you got to keep that vision out front, man. That's why we always say, hey, man, we want to make the most of every opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. Hey, what did you do today with, the, with this gift that God's given you to impact lives for Christ? Did you tell your neighbor you love him? I don't know where you live. You know, it might be tough sometimes. I bet you it's tough for my neighbors to tell me they love me. Especially when I park all over by their real nice grass and get it all bent up and stuff. But they just have to love me through it. But you know what? That stuff, the stuff that we carry with us, is the Spirit of the Lord. The third part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Right? God, Son. Mm. Let's keep on rolling here. How do you prepare? How do you prepare for the goals that you have set? You know what? I was talking about this. Each day we have an opportunity to impact lives for Christ. I want you to think about this for just a second. In the last 24 hours, just a little sanity check, last 24 hours, what have you done? What have you said? What have you given to impact lives for Christ? Just think about it. Don't have to answer out. Just think about it. You see how fast that 24 hours can get away? And then the next 24, and the next 24... We can have a lot of good intentions and never put any feet to that faith, and it doesn't materialize, right? Let's keep rolling with this. This is something that the Lord's been showing me over, over the time. It doesn't have to be a huge thing to make a major difference. Now, I'm going to tell you all a story. I'm watching the clock, but I'm going to tell you a story. You, you see this pen, everybody? I, I don't know. It must cost us a whole 39 cents to have these made. All right? And I might have shared a portion of this story uh, a while back, but, but it really drives the, the, the fact home. When we were putting these together, we put the website, and I thought, man, what is the most profound message that we could put on there? So if anybody picks up this pen, they'll know the truth. And what we put is Jesus saves. Now, I'm going to reel back in time. This has been several years ago. When I was playing music and stuff, I meet a lot of people, a lot of people. And I had met this one fellow one time and, and hit it off with him real good. And then I didn't see him for years. And uh, we went to Langley Speedway. And I was walking. I heard this guy say, hey, buddy. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, wow, do I owe that guy some money or something? No, I'm teasing. But he's, this guy calls me. And I look back over here and I go, hey, that's the dude from the band business, right? And he had found the Lord. And he said, man, I hear you. You're jamming for Jesus now. I said, yeah. He said, well, I got to go, man, but I'd love to catch up with you. All I had was a 39-cent pen. I said, here you go, man. Our website's on there. Let me know what's going on. So time goes by. A couple of years go by then. And a friend of mine that goes here, that attends here, says, you know, such and such. I said, yeah. I saw that guy a couple of years ago at the racetrack. I said, man, you know, he's got cancer, man. But, man, he's got the best attitude. 
He really loves your music. Can I get some more of the CDs? I go, yeah. Matter of fact, we went and we got an iPod and we load every CD that we had on there and said, take it to him. Right? We just want to encourage the guy. So the guy calls me and goes, hey, man, how you doing? I said, yeah, I'm doing all right. Continue to nurture that relationship. I'm going to get to the point. Remember, 39-cent pen. Time go by and we call and we pray. And, um, man, things were, were unfolding. But the guy had a great outlook. It's amazing when you know the Lord that you can keep that peace. And his sister called me. I had never met the woman before. She goes, buddy? I go, yes. She goes, I don't know who you are. But my brother says he wants you to come see him. I said, where's he at? And he told me where he was at in the hospital. It was all over in Portsmouth. I'm like, I don't know where that is. And how many of you know that when you've got something to do for God, the devil will try to shoestring you. He will try to trip you up. I said, I got to go. And so I get ready to go, and I go down the steps in the garage, and my water heater busted. And I go, man, I got to go. I know I got to go. Well, my family's been around us enough to know, well, you get a call like that, Dad, you got to go. Tom says, don't worry about it. I'll turn it off. I'll clean it up. You got to go. I said, okay. I don't even know how to get to the place. I'm pushing the GPS in there, getting there and everything else. Finally get there, go up on like the seventh floor. And uh, the sister said, you know, it's great if you could come tonight, but they've gave him so much medication because he's in pain. I really don't think he'll know you're here. They said, matter of fact, we should go home because he's not even going to be able to talk from what they gave him to him. I said, he asked for me, didn't he? I said, yeah. So I'm coming. So I went and I got there and I didn't know who was who or whatever. Let me tell you. I said, hey, brother, how you doing? Boom! Sits up in the bed. He goes, I knew you'd come. Man, hard story to get through. And he says, hey, can y'all uh, can y'all just slide out for a minute? I want to talk to him. Look at the heart of this guy. And he goes, man, he says, uh, you know, I'm not scared of leaving. I know where I'm going. He said, my mom died a couple years ago, and I promised her that I would do everything in my power to lead my brother to the Lord. He said, man, but I'm getting tired, and he's not listening to me. Would you talk to him? I said, yeah. Please focus. This is a God thing, not a buddy thing. This is how God will work through a 39-cent pen. I said, okay. I'll be glad to talk to him. Falls back asleep. People come back in. He's got neighbors. He's got family. He's got this. I don't know who's who. And one guy sits on the edge of the bed, and I start talking to him. And I found out real fast, this is the brother. And he said, what did he want? What did he want with you? Because they're like, who is this guy? He just run the family out, right? And we don't even know this guy. Who are you? You know? I said, I'm just a friend. I said, he, he said, what did he want? I said, he wanted you to know how much God loves you, man. I said, are you Michael? Let me tell you. I had his attention right there. See, his brother on his deathbed was so concerned about his brother. He just cried. I said, man, would you please come? Would you please come? I could have said, man, you know, I'll go tomorrow, next day. Sometimes that opportunity is now. Jump on it and let God work it out. His time is best. So I began to share with this guy. And guess what? At the foot of his brother's bed, he bowed his knee to the Lord Jesus Christ and gave his life to the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap. That is God moving. See, like I said, going back to this, guys, it doesn't have to be a huge thing 
to make a major difference. And you know what? When my buddy did pass, he had the peace of the promise, not only for him, but for his family. That's the amazing God that we serve. Let's jump back into this. God sets opportunities ahead of us so that we can engage and grow. Let me tell you, you think I grew a little bit in that? Whew. I cried like a baby all the way back from the uh, uh, Hampton General, whatever it was, of Centera and Norfolk, all the way over there. Not because I knew my buddy was, was, was on his last leg, but I saw the hand of God in the midst of everything else. And all I did is just stepped out and let God work through that situation. Nothing I did but be obedient. It wasn't about me. It was about being obedient to the opportunity. So I want you all to understand that there's so much going on. I believe here, too, that we need to stay battle ready. You remember that? Because you never know when it's going to come. That was one of our messages a while back. And I believe that preparation is the key. Spending time in God's word. Spending time in prayer. So when those things come up, that we know that our connection with Christ, the Holy Spirit, that he's going to give us everything we need at that moment. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about how you're dressed. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Trust God and watch how he does that. And I also believe this. I believe in today's world. I believe a Christian can burn brighter than any other time in, in, the, in the world. Because it's getting pretty dark out there, isn't it, guys? It's getting pretty dark out there. I believe we got greater opportunities to excel for Christ. Right here, right now. And that's what the Lord was showing me about this opportunity. But you know what? For us to do that, we need to stay close to the fire. The fire of God's word to burn off that dross, right? So we can have that image of Jesus Christ shining back at the world. So my question is this. Have you ever looked at a fire? A lot of us are burning fireplaces this time of year. You got all that wood together, man. And that fire is just coming up and, and, and it consumes that wood. What happens when you take one of those logs off and you put it to the side? Starts getting cold, starts getting withered, right? And just brittle. That's what happens to a person, a believer, when they're in the fellowship, burning bright with one another, and they take a step back. And they take a step back. And they're not in the hearing of the word, and they're not reading the word, and there's no accountability, and there's nobody encouraging them. They become just like that log that's set to the side charred, cold, and brittle. We're not going to have that because you know why? We're going to trust God and we're going to keep on moving in the opportunities, all right? That's what I'm talking about here. It's the same thing when we back out of the fellowship, like I said. So you know what? That's why today, each person hopefully that came in here today got one of the invite cards, okay? If not, we'll make sure you get one. We're asking you this week to invite one person, one person. And you know what? That's okay. If they say, well, that's all right. I'll go here or something like that. You've done your part. You've given them an opportunity to come and hear the truth of God's word, right? And be invited into a fellowship that believes in the word of God. We're not perfect, but we know who is. And we're going to point and love people to Jesus. Amen? I'm going to give you some scripture with this, okay? And this is my prayer for you guys. Colossians 2.11. Paul's talking. He says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power. So you will have the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in his inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. See now, friends, that's, that's opportunity. And you know what? 
That's provision. God is our provider, right? Provision. Our relationship is a great place that positions us in a great place to succeed. Not only for the kingdom, but for others. All right? I want you to think about that. Let's take a look at provision. I'm going to look this up. This is what I got from old Mr. Webster. Arrangement or preparation beforehand. Did God go before us and take care of some stuff? Absolutely. Sure did. As for the doing of something, the meeting of needs. Did God meet all your needs? He will. Right? The supplying of means. So I want you to think about that when you're looking at that. God is for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, when I was reading this, just a simple guy, this is what jumped off the page. God is a pro at vision. It's a little play on words. See, God has made so many provisions for us to walk in victory and excel in the greatness. We should live in the power of his truth. We need to live in the power of his truth. That's why I love testimonies so much. Because they glorify God. And they point to his amazing grace. And testify of his provision. You know, a few weeks back, Mike spoke. Powerful testimony. What did he do? He put all the, put all the praise to what God had done for him. You know, isn't that great when we get to share a little bit? I think it's real important. We want to work that in too. Now I'm going to go back on the homework I gave you about a month ago. I pray that you guys are still journaling. We talked about journaling. You know what? As we go, if anybody wants to share something God laid on them for themselves, some of I realize very personal, that's okay. But maybe it's a word for the church, you know? God will speak through you just like he'll speak through anybody else because we're connected in Christ through that relationship, all right? I think that's amazing. But see, God is a pro at vision. He didn't go, oh man, Angie's here now. What are we going to do with her? I might say that. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I love my sister-in-law. You guys know, you know when I pick on you, I love you, right? But you know, God doesn't say, oh man, that buddy, Chapman guy. No, he had a vision for my life. He has a vision for your life. He has a vision for each person's here. It's like, and guess what? He's put that potential in us. He's given us opportunity, right? And just like we see here. He's provided a way for us to voice that. He's provided a way for us to achieve that. Okay? Now take a look at this. Psalmist has been around the block a little bit. I hope you guys can see this. Psalm 37, 25. And it reads, it reads this way. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. But a chapter of translation. Can't come up short with Jesus. How about that? That's, just, that's, that's it. You cannot come up short with Jesus. You're not going to come up short with the Lord. It might not look the way you think it should that day. But maybe a couple weeks down the road it might. You say, I can't believe I didn't get that promotion. And then you find out, if you'd have got a promotion, you'd have been laid off. Preaching to me first. Yes. Coming clean. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what I'm going to And that ain't there. And I, you know... But you know what? God's opened up some doors for those guys too. So what I'm saying is when we look at God's word and we look it up against the backdrop, you know I love saying that, of what he's done on the cross. Man, grab hold of that. I want you guys to look at some of these things here. We talked about God's a provider and how he, he works through different things and different people, even through an ink pen like we said. And it comes in all types of packages. It might be peace. It might be his timing. It might be financially, or it might even be companionship. Because I'm going to tell you what, you could be hurting, and you may need money, and you may need uh, uh, this or that, or, or healing or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something that's great, is when you got peace in the midst of that. 
I'll tell you something that's great. When you got a friend that comes over and says, I'm not sure exactly what to do, but I love you. And if there's something I can do, I'm going to help you. Wow. Sometimes it's just hanging out. Woo. That's powerful. You go through a tough time and it gets dark enough, you're going to want somebody to hold your hand. I can tell you that. That's for sure. But I'm going to tell you, ultimately, God will always hold your hand. Jesus will always be with you. And you know what? I believe as we grow as a church family, others will stand in that gap and sit with you and walk with you and commune with you and pray with you and see you through the other side. That's why it's so important, man, to have the fellowship. That's why it's so important to have our kids in here. I really, this is not on here. I, I was thinking about, I believe we're probably about one generation or two away from children not even knowing who Jesus is. Watch the news. I'm going, what's going on? But you know, it's our job as moms and dads to train them up. So I'm thankful when I see them bring the kids and bring them on. I don't care if they jump, roll, wiggle. If they're, if they're in the hearing of the word, bring it on. I'll just get louder. We got more volume. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Now I'm going to give you some scripture to rivet this into your heart, okay? Matthew 7, 11, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to you when you ask Him? See, a lot of times we have not because we ask not, right? Sometimes, you know, I've talked to people and different things going on. A lot of times, you know, it's not so much about asking. It's letting people know that there's a need. Oh, that's big right there. It's not so much about asking. Sometimes people just don't know there's a need. We found out about some stuff this week and we were able to step up to the, to the plate through what we do as a family to see God move and bless somebody and help them out. Thank you for being obedient to what God's doing in your life. That's why, again, that's why it's a great opportunity when we can give, when we can serve, when we can pray, when we can come together, all right? Got some more scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You're not going to come up short with the Lord. Philippians 4.19, many people know this and it's a good one to have in your heart. But my God should supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How's that for provision? How's that? But you know what? We always have a choice, don't we? And that's what I want to bring on next. We have a choice to believe and receive or reject and regret. See, the choice is ours. I'm going to hit you with that again. We have a choice to believe and receive or we can reject and regret. Amen? Let's talk about choices. And that's a funny thing about choices. Have you ever noticed this? There's some folks that just don't want choices. They don't want to make a choice. If you're in the workforce, I bet you found that sometime. See, they want somebody else to make the choice and then when things don't work out the way that they want it to, you're the bad guy. But then they'll also say, well, I never have any opportunity. Nobody lets me do X, Y, Z, this and everything. But you've given them the opportunity. You see the provision there. That the provision's been made. You say, hey, let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to put you on this job. All right? And I'm just talking about the natural now. And it, and it spills up to the supernatural. And they go, well, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because they don't want to take ownership. I want us to take ownership in what God's doing here. You're a part of this family. Take some ownership in that. Right? So here we go. When we're talking about choices, there's some choices in life that only you can make. That only you can make. Like this one right here. 
calling on the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if your grandmama played the organ for 30 years at the, the First Baptist Church. It doesn't matter how much money uh, that you give to the folks when they come by for the Girl Scouts. It doesn't matter about any of those things. It comes down to one thing. Are you going to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You. Me. Right? Because there's a day. The Bible says it's the point that a man wants to die. Then the judgment. We're going to stand before an awesome and mighty and holy God. Can you imagine that? Wow. I'm not sure I'm going to be standing. Whew. And I don't know exactly how it's going to go down. But I can get a good picture from God's word. And I pray he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I can look over just with my eyes and go, wow. You're coming up short in a lot of areas, bud. But see, I'm not going to be talking about my deal. I'm going to be saying, Lord, it's all about what Jesus did. I put my faith and trust in him years ago. And I have nothing to offer other than my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? That's more than enough. Because he did it all. That's a choice I pray that if you not, have not made, that you make it today. Because we're always going to give you opportunity. But don't put it off, all right? There's choices in life and you say, well, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, guess what? We can know. But you can make choices, all right? You can make them from a godly perspective if you're spending time with the Lord. If you're spending time with the, with the Lord and you're reading his word, guess what? You've got something to go to. You've got a reference. You've got Holy Spirit in you going, you know what? Let's not do that. That's not the best I have for you. Right? But if we turn up the volume of the world and we turn up the things that we want, and hey, I, I can do that too. We find out real fast, you know what? I really wasn't listening that good. This is something I've experienced here lately, and, and maybe it's just me. I know it never happens at y'all's house or at y'all's work. I tell somebody something. And five minutes later, they come back and ask me the same thing. I go, didn't we just talk about that? And they go, no. I go, okay. You know, what I hope today that doesn't happen. Don't just hear what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I say, activate that. Take a hold of this thing, all right? And what I'm saying today is there's choices that only you can make. What I'm also saying here, you can make godly decisions from a godly perspective from spending time with the Lord. Everybody's got choices. Aren't you glad you have a choice? See, God didn't make no robots, right? You got free will. You either choose them or you reject them. You say, well, I'm not picking either. Guess what? I'll help you. That's rejecting. Yeah. Let's take a look at this. If you know his word, you'll know his ways. If you know his word, you'll know his way. See, God gives us wisdom, favor, and understanding through his Holy Spirit. Right? So we're not in this thing alone. But we got to know him personally. That's relationship. See, religion is a bunch of rules. Can you imagine this? This is my nephew right here. Mitchell, can I talk to you? And I said, you know what? I'm going to be your uncle, and here's all these rules. And I want you to make sure you do all these rules on here. And if you do all those rules, I'll be your uncle and I'll love you. But if you don't, you're out. That's religion. Relationship says, hey, baby, you're Uncle Bud's man. Always. No matter what. Man, that's relationship. That's love. That's forgiveness. That's the whole thing. It's a big difference, isn't it? It's a great big difference. And that's how God deals with us. You see? When we're in that relationship, when we call on the name of the Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit comes into our life. 
And he says, you're mine and I'm yours. And sometimes we get out here a little bit and God says, come on back home. You know, why? Because he loves you. Absolutely. Let's take a look at here. So many times I see in relationships that we get all wrapped around the wheels on things. And maybe some of those things need to just fall off. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe the forgiveness level needs to come up. Maybe the things that really matter need to equalize out and come to the common ground of forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because what happens is it starts hindering you. You know, you at work, you got a problem with somebody. You think they're going home worrying about what you're thinking? No, they're not. I guarantee they're not. You go, I cannot believe they said that. Can you believe they said that? They said that, they said that. And you get wounded. You know what I'm doing? You know what I start doing? I say, I'll fix them. I'll pray for them. <laughs> not with that tone. But I say, you know what? There's a lot of truth in that. I say, you know what, Lord? I don't know how to deal with this situation, Father. And if it's something that I'm doing, show me the best way to handle this. Because what happens is if I go in there and I start doing this and they're doing this, man, it's going it's to be bloody. But if I could come in there and reflect Christ through good choices, through a godly perspective, then I win anyway. Whether it looks like it or not. Because God's honored. And I will promise you, when you honor God, even if it's not in a second, God didn't miss it. And he will come back and say, you know what? I could trust her with this. I could trust him with that. It's all part of the test sometimes. Sometimes I go, man, what am I missing, Lord? What am I missing? I know there is something in this situation that I can gain, you know, some wisdom from. I need you to help me with this. And sometimes it's just like... He just reels things back, situations, pulls in the scripture, you know? Wow, I forgave you, can't you forgive them? Mm. We love to be forgiven, but some, some, sometimes it's so hard with a prideful spirit to forgive others. I pray that the word of God takes that and crushes that in each of us starting right here so that our heart will be moldable and the choices that we make are gonna represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I didn't leave this slide out. Because I know there's challenges. And I'm going to read this down here. I don't know if you can see it, but I'll read it to you. I'll read it off my slide and make sure you got it. There's a guy going up this steep mountain. And it says, I expected times like this, but I never thought they'd be so bad, so long, and, and are so frequent. You may be here today and you think, man, you're not kidding. You have no idea what I've walked through. And I go, you're right, I don't know. Of course, there's been things i walked through too. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes we look at things and we go, man, is it ever going to end? You know? Lisa was talking last week. Some people just want the pain to go away. They just want to curl up and go, just count me out. But you know what? God doesn't count us out. God gives us a way out. Right? God provides a way out. So you know what? As we're on this journey, you know, sometimes we do go through those times. And, and there is a story in each person's life of something that they've been through. But I'm going to tell you what. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. And keep trusting God. And watch how he'll take those challenges. And turn around when you make godly decisions from the choices that he's given. And you watch how you reign in his grace. Okay? Sometimes it's just overwhelming. And I'm going to tell you the truth. This is what spurred this message. Out of all the years of ministry... 
out of all the places I've gone and, and Tim and Tanya and Thomas and their families and stuff and the people I talk to on the phone and the people I see in the mall, I have never until this year seen so, people, so, so many people like this beat down, worn out, and frustrated any other time in my life. I have never seen people so angry, so disjointed in my life. 46 years, man. You know, and I'm like, am I just seeing this now? Or is it because things are ramping up? I think it's a little bit of both. And that spurred me to, to put this message together when I was talking about the Lord. And talking to the Lord and gave me this scripture. And I just kept working it over in my heart. You know, today, the unrepeatable gift. I'm giving you today to make a difference. I'm giving you today. I give you life. Live it. Man, live it. There's challenges and there's choices and there's all these things. But you know what? We can live it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can live it and reign in the grace of God. Because he supplied for us. Alright. So guess what. Challenges build our faith muscles. And allow Christ to be strength, his strength to be displayed. Let me read that again. Challenges build our faith muscles. And allow Christ's strength to be displayed. When you go through something. I had a friend of mine. Um, lost, lost a buddy of mine. Uh, was her husband. A young lady that sings with us from time to time. And I'm going to tell you, man, I know that that had to be a tough time. And it just popped in my mind. And I saw her sing at her husband's funeral. I see God work through her life, and she point for all the praise to the Lord. I see her start, start a ministry for widows out of that. Amazing. Young woman. Young woman. Let me tell you. Looks after my mom for a minute. Whew. She could have 100,000 things to do, but she chooses to invest back in people. You know what? Because she didn't allow that bad thing to counter out. She allowed that to turn around and build the strength of the Lord in her life. To magnify God and glorify God through that challenge. And see people go, how do you do this? And the answer is always the same. It's because of grace of God. It's through the power of God. It's because God has allowed me to move in this direction. Because I want to make a difference in your life. Man, let me tell you, we don't have to go through a great thing like that to start making differences in people's lives. We can do it right here, right now. And you'd be surprised how much a phone call means. You'd be surprised what a little note means. You'd be surprised just saying, hey man, how you doing? It doesn't take that much. I keep going back to that. Think about that. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. That's good. All right. You know, you may be preaching a whole different sermon than me by just loving on somebody and helping them out. You know? If you're a pipe fitter, plumb up something for Jesus. If you're a baker, bake a cake for Jesus. I don't care what it is. Whatever God's gifted you, you can bless somebody with that. And you can give God the glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. This whole message, like I said, was set forth to counteract all the darkness we see. Because you can be the light. I can be the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And we are... Christian means little Christ. Christ living in us, right? We can display that hope of the world and glory to everybody, you know? So as time comes up and we do that, that service, it's going to be Saturday evening uh, on Christmas Eve. We got some really cool things planned. And I want you to be attentive to this around Christmas time. Check this out. And I know people's got schedules, their family things. We understand that. But you know what? It might just be inviting somebody to that that might not normally come. And they're going to hear the truth of God. And you know what? You gave them the key. You gave them the preparation 
You gave them the opportunity to come hear the truth of God that could transform their life, that can snatch them out of hell, right? And put them in the presence of God when they call upon the name of Jesus. One of the things I think about so often, and, and my buddy Jason works with me, and he says, you know, you're always talking about backdrops. You're always talking about backdrops. And it's been a catchy thing. When I talk about backdrops, I said, put your life up against what's going on. Put your life up against what this person's going through. But ultimately, put your life up against the backdrop of that cross because that's where the victory is. See, he didn't stop there because he rose on the third day. Aren't you glad? See, that's how I want you guys to be excited when you leave here. This is what I want to say here over and over and over. This is what set the message in motion. Tough times, right? We can grab on to a strong God. You don't have to wait for the tough times. You can jump in right now. Because when the tough times come, and they will come, you've already got that relationship. You've already been feeding on the word of God. You're already battle ready. You're already saying, you know what? No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. So you're speaking God's promises. You're speaking out his promise. And you're living out his promise. Let me tell you, that's victory right there. That's freedom right there. And when y'all come out of here, man, I just pray we're just pulling bricks off y'all. Everybody's stepping high when we're leaving out of here because they heard the truth of God's word that will transform your life. And when you come home and, and the kids are coming back and they go, what's going on? I say, man, you know what? God's given us opportunity. God's got potential in you, son. Man, young lady, you got great potential and God's moving in your life. How can I come along inside and nurture that so we can see it to the fullness? Man. Don't you want that for your kids? Don't you want that for people that you love? Don't you want that for your neighbors? You know what? You'd be surprised who's been praying for you today. Because I can promise you, we pray over you guys every day. Every day, we lift up the needs of this congregation. So as we just pull this thing down, I just hope that we understand these few things here. I'm going to go back over the list. That we have potential, right? You have potential, and God backs you with his promises, with all the resources in heaven. Opportunity. Our relationship places us in a great position for success. You ever thought, man, well, if I was there, I could have got this, this, and this. Or if I was there, maybe things would look a little different. You're here, and things do look a little different because of what Jesus did. All right? I want some amens here. We got to get some canned amens. Come on. I'm telling you, this is what God has done. Is God a provider? Absolutely. Does he have provision? Is he a pro at vision? Does he say, you know what? You go and you spread my word. I'll make a difference in your life. You know what? You want to sow a seed into the kingdom? I'll tell you what. I'll multiply that. I'll multiply that and touch lives you never even dreamed. You know? It doesn't have to be big to make a difference. It doesn't have to be big to make a difference, man. But you know what? There's choices. There's always choices. But you know what? We can make those choices through the lens of God's word. Through the guidance of the Holy Spirit to make the right choice. And so today, I realize this as we're here. There's a lot of challenges. I tell you what, I found myself there's more challenges in my life as every day I goes on. You know, you come to a point now in my life, I'm raising my kids, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of my mom. I'm like this. There's a lot of different decisions and things there. That role reversed, man. She needs me. And that's great. And I want to be there. And my kids need me. You know what? But you know what? God loves me. And he said, I'll make it. God loves you. And he said, you'll make it. And you know what? He'll give you opportunities each day to shine for him. So today, here's the question, my friends. 
I'm going to pull these up and I got one more thing. Challenges build faith. Faith builds trust. Trust builds results. And let me tell you about the results today, my friend. Here's the result. God is for you. He loves you. He redeemed you, forgave you, sealed you with the spirit. The challenge today is, do you believe him? Do you believe him? I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. I'm going to pray for you today. And I pray that today, when you heard this message, I pray that it energizes you and builds your faith and brings you to a point of decision. You know that today, the unrepeatable gift, I'm going to live it for you. I'm going to live it for you today, Lord. Somehow, some way, I'm going to allow you to, to work through my life and be a blessing. There may be things he wants to adjust in our life. There's things in my life he, he wants me to adjust all the time. And you know what? I make that course correction. And I lean on the, the grace of God. And I lean on the forgiveness of God. Because that's what he, he did what he did for. Him. And today I want you to understand this. That whatever your problem is, we can take it up against the backdrop of the cross. We can take it to Jesus. Let us be the church that he's called us to be. And if you're here today, let me tell you about the potential you have. You have the potential to pass from death to life for eternity. If you've never called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, today is the day you can say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. And it's that simple. You call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. And today, if you feel like you've been off the mark... Let's get back on. Because God says, you know what? There's more room. There's more room. Make that adjustment. I know I have to make adjustments in my life all the time. Because I want to stay close to that fire. I don't want to be cast over to the side and become cold and brittle. And not be in a light. So receive his grace today. Receive his love today. And remember today is the unrepeatable gift. In Jesus name. Everybody say it. Amen. Now, I hope everybody's encouraged by that. Is anybody encouraged? Absolutely, because we got choices, we got potential, there's, there's all types of things. But I believe that God is going to set before you today opportunities to be a blessing. So when you leave here, you're going to live as like your last day. That don't mean be crazy. That means give it all you got because you might not have tomorrow. I don't say that as doom and gloom. I say that to focus on what the Father has provided today. And let's rejoice and be glad in it. Let's read this one more time before we go. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and leave with a song. How's that sound? Yes, yes.